first tech trip was to Hong Kong with Nokia. Fair enough. 2004. Really? To Hong Kong. What for the 3310? No, it was for the <laughs> it was for the the first 1 megapixel phone camera. Wow. First phone to have a 1 megapixel camera. You still got the camera. photos? I do. Good stuff. We'll I share do. those on Twitter. Two blokes talking tech. I do. Did you record that bit, did you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah shifty. Shifty, it's uncle. Not shifty. That's There's your a microphone new, here. Your new nickname is Shifty. Shifty. <laughs> <laughs> Time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 310 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com and Stephen Fennick from TechGuide.com.au. Lovely to be in the studio, mate. Absolutely. Welcome, Trevor. Hope you didn't get too wet in the rain. Mate, you wouldn't come out of the driveway with an umbrella. Oh, there was the three-metre walk from your car to the door. So... I'm wet. Are you? Uh, what are you? Are you the Wicked Witch of the West or something? You're allergic to water. <laughs> I'm melting! I'm melting! <laughs> Anyway, it's pouring rain. Uh, Jeremy, uh, who uh, distributes the Natatmo products, yeah. is monitoring the weather at our homes regularly. Mate, you're winning the water I'm race. The How's water that a good race. thing? Yeah, well, you know, it's all good. I haven't actually logged in. Is it raining at my joint? I haven't oh, been there for probably. a day. So. <laughs> probably. Rather than ring my wife you're and find married, out, I'll just mate? check the Natatmo. I've got kids. So I'm not sure we're married. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. Jackson's listening, so mum and dad are just great, buddy. <laughs> we're, <laughs> still <laughs> we're still friends. We're just joking, Jackson. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't cry, Jackson. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, mate. Uncle Steve is joking. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Now, speaking of uh, water and leaks. Water and leaks, yeah, nice segue. Oh, I don't know, that's nice. the best I could do. A couple of things going around this week, and the first one is Apple-related. And I, the reason I wrote about this was because it's not a leak. Um, it's, yeah. it's, what do you, how do you describe it? It's, it's, a, it's an ex- exposure. So yeah. Apple, for some reason, which I can't still understand, released the firmware for HomePod, the, the home speaker series. Um, they released it to developers, but my question is why? So I'm assuming that they're, they're hoping that developers can find a way that phones and HomePod can interact better or yeah, something. Develop apps for it. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to develop apps for HomePod. Well, they'll be developing apps for iOS 11. Yes, but they... will have a, a HomePod integration. I understand that, yeah. but what else do they need other than play that thing on that bloody thing over there? I don't know. I'm not a developer. I thought you were. Um, but that's smart, a developer. Oh, we'll ask US <laughs> Customs whether they think you're a developer. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, so in the firmware, you've got all this code and, you know, um, algorithms and, you know, whatnots because um, we're neither – I'm not a coder either, so it's code. Yeah. And Nerdy McNerdy on the internet has gone, here, I'm going to download that and read it. And so some nerd has read the hell out of it and probably just done an Alt-F uh, and search through the code and found words like – facial recognition and biometrics and front infrared camera. Infrared, yeah, yeah. All of which basically confirms that there will be an iPhone with an infrared camera at the front using facial recognition for biometric security. But what what about the uh, what will they call it the glyph, you know, the little the little diagram of the device, oh, you know? Yeah, one thing know, at a time, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, well the uh the the other thing that was that was revealed, I think that was probably the most telling thing was the fact that it had that that picture because you know when you're pairing stuff to, you know how Apple's got their little diagram of an iPad and an iMac. Yeah. Their their diagram for this apparent iPhone eight D twenty two. Yeah, is uh, has the it supports what all the rumors are saying, where the front of the whole device is virtually a screen and there's no physical home button. But the uh, that that I think was the most telling thing, and it, the the what the the thing with rumors they come from everywhere whenever there's an iPhone about yeah. to be released. But the, the the ironic thing about all this is that the, all this information was actually revealed by Apple itself. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I don't. It's not a rumor. It's I don't see it as a leak. I see it as yeah. just a mistake. Or Stephen, shall we put the tin hat mis- on and say, with Samsung having an announcement in a couple of weeks, is this their way of continuing the peak of news coverage? Yeah, p- perhaps I, 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 that could well be the case. 
But I think that they, I don't know how, this was a little subtle how this was done, mm. how this was revealed anyway. And it took, like you said, Nerdy McNerd to to, un, un, to reveal it. I think he prefers Nerdy McNerdy. Okay. But uh, it was embedded deep in the code. So someone with a lot of time on their hands who knew what they were looking for, mm. I think if, if Apple did want to make it a bit more widely known, I, I think it would have been revealed some other way. Well, let's just run with it being an, an accident yeah. on someone's behalf because what, what probably happens here is, right, they've got HomePod firmware version uh, 0.31, which has all this information in it, mm. and then HomePod version 3, uh, 0.30, which doesn't, and they release the wrong one. It's probably as stupid as that. Yeah. They probably just didn't mean to do it. The, the, yeah, you're right. All the versions could change or there's, there's plenty of – there could be plenty of explanations of why that code is there, but – I think the fact that the 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 code itself, which was the, the the developer had could could see this, it was like handed to them, or like handed to him mm. on a plate. It was like, mm. okay, here it is. Here's what it might be, and then everyone's jumping up and down, kind of nothing new, just confirming kind of what we know. And that's that's because, why it's an important thing to do because it's yeah. it's more than just some idiot going, I think it's going to look like this, and doing a digital mock up or even a physical mock up. It's it's Apple that said it. Someone did a mock up actually of of it on Twitter, and uh, it was sort of the same day that this guy found out he found that code. Uh, but it's it, it's it's again back to the fact that Apple. I don't think they can keep a secret anymore. Well, I think they, that mock up's incorrect anyway because I don't think it's going to have a rounded edge like the iPhone Seven. Yeah. I think I think we've seen enough uh, mock ups yeah. and the Sunny Dixon leak, which sort of shows, sort of shows a more square edge yeah, look yeah. to it. So well, that had yeah, that had like the hole underneath the Apple logo yeah. too. Like, wouldn't it be better if the, the fingerprint reader was the Apple logo? Would that be? We've cool? talked about that. I yeah, think it's a great idea. Be brilliant, brilliant idea. I so, think they'll take the two blokes' idea. But absolutely. So so let's because we've got a busy few weeks coming up. We'll do a show next week. We'll, then we'll be in China. We'll be in New York, and then there'll probably be uh, Efa. There's a whole bunch of things coming up. Yeah. So let's just put back on the record though what we think is actually going to happen in September with Apple. We think they, and I think we're both agreed on this. We think they're going to announce. Um, an iPhone 7S and 7S Plus. Do we yep. both agree on that? Absolutely. Which will just be the current phones uh, with an evolutionary upgrade yep. to things like the camera, the processor, da 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 da. Yep. Um, and they'll be the standard kind of price points, right? So yep. standard pricing on your plans and things. And then there'll be a third phone. And then it'll probably be the one more thing because it's 10 years and it'll be at the Steve Jobs Theatre. I'm confident of that. You know, like it'll be yeah, a I'm big not, event, right? I'm not sure of that. I don't think they're quite ready. They're not quite ready yet, I think, at Apple Park for that. I think they'll be ready. You think so? Yeah, I think they will make it ready. It's touch and go. Touch and go. So, so there'll be a. I think one more thing. Big phone. Yeah. And this is the iPhone X, iPhone edition. I doubt it'll be called the iPhone Eight personally. Mm. And it sits actually size wise. It sits in between physical yeah. size size. It fits in between the iPhone Seven Plus and Seven itself, yeah. which think, is amazingly be- smart because it's, it. it Caters to me, basically. I don't want the big uh, phone. I like the size of the phone, but I wouldn't mind the bigger screen. It could be the product that we both agree on. Oh, my God. It's not too... The iPhone we both use. for you Mm. and big enough for me. There you have it. (laughs) People coming into the podcast right now might be thinking, what the hell are these blokes talking about? Uh, Well, it's a podcast about anything. (laughs) Um, No, so I think... so, And I think the point being that this will be iPhone's biggest announcement since the iPhone, the original iPhone, yeah. because they want to make, they want to really put a stake in the ground. This having three phones will set market share for them. This yeah. thing will sell in bigger numbers than ever before because it's so special. It'll also be a higher price. It'll be a higher margin. Oh, Their profits will definitely. be up. As soon as they announce a third phone with a higher price tag, the share price will go through the roof. Well, I think, you know, but <coughs> the thing about being at the, t- the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, Apple, if you've noticed in the past, they very rarely look back. They don't. They never. Rarely, they never celebrate. Do you know when they look back? Do you know why and when they look back? Well, they two look- words: Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Absolutely. And if it's in the Steve Jobs Theater, which you claim it may be, that could be a nice little nice symmetry there. But the, the Apple's not in the in the business of celebrating anniversary. So that in the past they haven't really done it. They you may we we found out. I don't think Apple did. Apple do anything about the tenth anniversary of the iPhone? Like ten years. I think that they, they it's ever, all the journal, all but, the media did. But I think I think that's because that we were all celebrating every part of it: the announcement, the launch, the availability, everything. Yeah. Apple's working up to this. This is the 10th anniversary device. So they don't look back at, you know, we announced this thing 10 years ago, mm. but they do look back at the fact that we've done this 10 it's times 10 ago, yeah, and 10 it's years. important. Yeah, 
Absolutely. No, I agree. And, and, and it would be it would be great if they did it. I think it'll be it'll be uh, a nice celebration of the product because I, I don't know about you, but I, I can't think of a product that's had a bigger impact in in our lives, like in te- technology products that's had a bigger impact, that's changed the way we do things and our our lifestyle than the iPhone. No, I, I 100% agree, and it'll be hard for anything to top that in the future. Mm. So interesting, and, and uh, the photos, the uh, leaked information, the discovered information is on eftm.com and techguy.com.au. But then the other thing which you wrote about today was the, um, the purported alleged um, hacking of HBO. Yeah, this, this was an interesting story that uh, a group of hackers who, that while they're anonymous, they haven't, They've been pretty forward with uh, sending anonymous emails to journalists, you know, boasting about this this breach, which they claim uh, was 1.4 terabytes of data, making it seven times bigger than the Sony hack of 2014. Remember the Sony hack that uh, that had the emails and they claimed they had um, f- films in in the download and all that. Mm. This is seven times bigger and includes unaired episodes of. Game of Thrones, which a lot of people of, of the first two words of my story was spoiler alert. The, the, there are unaired episodes out there, so if you don't want to see them ahead of time, then the, the website that they set up to distribute these unaired episodes has since been taken down. But the fact that there are out there, who's to, who's to say they're not? And I haven't looked on any of the torrent sites. Imagine that I could imagine there'd be. The made perhaps those episodes available on the torrents right now, even though the site was taken down. I'm going to say I call BS on it until I see a torrent. So because the the reason the reason for that is because we had that Disney hack some time ago because it was before um, was it before Rogue One or whatever the movie was, but it was it was recent enough for people to think that they were going to release like a Star Wars movie or um, you know something that was coming up. Yeah, Yeah, before Pirates of the but a lot of people use the Star Wars picture as you know the the clickbait for the story. And there was a lot of story about Disney being hacked and they were being uh, ransomed basically into blackmailed into you know providing a bunch of money in return for not releasing these things. Absolute BS never happened. There's there's no leak. There's nothing right. So. It has this happened? That's the question. Well, I'm looking on Pirate Bay, which I never use, by the way. I've just I've just Googled research Pirate purposes, Bay. and there is there uploaded today episode season seven episode four, which is next Monday's episode. Click on it. Is now, it actually real though? Well, there's been five. There's been five thousand four hundred and ninety cedars of the of the torrent. So I'm looking at it now, and. You'd have to actually download it to, yeah. to see whether it's real. Um, All right, yeah, there's – but that looks a bit – look, at that's a bit odd. Look, it says Game of Thrones, Season 7, Episode 4, 2017. But then down in the tags it says Pretty Little Liars, Episode – Season 7, Episode 20. Someone's taking Someone's the Someone's having a lend of us. Yeah, no wonder it's been seated pretty high. Welcome to the world of internet yeah. idiots. But, but HBO did, did confirm – that there had been the breach. Right. They confirmed it. The CEO actually made a statement uh, to send a, a company-wide email to say that our best tech people are on it. There was some stolen proprietary information he was mentioning. Uh, any any intrusion of this nature is, is a naturally, obviously, disruptive, unsettling, and disturbing. And he was saying that the efforts across the departments have been nothing short of Herculean, nothing short of Herculean. So the companies sort of circled the wagons and are dealing with the crisis, mm-hmm. but we still haven't seen evidence that 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 the content is out there. That site that I mentioned, Winter Leaks, to do with Winter is Coming in Game of Thrones, that was up and it did have a coming soon section that uh, reportedly had these unaired episodes, but the site's since been taken down. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <clears throat> we'll know within days because they can't. A story like this disappears quickly unless they actually do provide something. So I think uh, a good journalist, like you remember how they were saying that they want a journalist to get a big story out. <clears throat> a good journalist would say to them, "Listen, I'll get your prime time, you know, six PM NBC style news in America yeah. if you give me send me five send me five seconds. No, just send me yeah. five seconds of yeah, yeah. an unreleased episode. Yeah. And it, mate, if I sent you five seconds of Star Wars, you'd know whether it was real yeah, or had already been yeah. to air, kind of thing. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh my god, that's something new. Perhaps, yeah. So a Game of Thrones fan would say that's real, and then they'd run the story and and it'd go, but gangbusters. But I think, but Game of Thrones fans, I don't think would want to spoil it for themselves. I don't think that. 
I think th- these hackers, obviously, Game of Thrones is a massive. You know, oh, so you're saying it. if the rest of the season was on on Pirate Bay, they wouldn't download it? Well, rubbish. Maybe, maybe they would. But it's not even a maybe, Stephen. It's but the, that's the whole enjoyment of the show is that you're finding out with everyone else and being able. To, that's the sort of the water cooler show at the moment, yeah. where the next day you can talk to it with your friends. But if you hey, you got a water, you got a water cool him. I don't. But if you, I tell you this, if you and Game of Thrones fans will relate to this, if you were able to see the whole season, right, yeah. and none of your friends did, they wanted to wait, watch it legally, yeah. you couldn't talk to them about it. You'd be low, you'd be on your own. They would, they'd say, no, nah, don't spoil it for me, stay away from me, don't talk to me. If they knew you'd seen ahead, they'd say, no, nah, I don't want to know, don't spoil it for yeah, me. Well, mate, Nerdy McNerdy and his Nerdy <laughs> McNerdy mates are, are on a, in a some sort of stupid <laughs> online chat talking about it right now if maybe, they've seen it. Maybe. Well, I won't be reading the chat and I won't be downloading those episodes, so I sit in this very seat to watch it every Monday night. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Are you guilty of this, Trev? Have you ever walked across the road... Texting or not across the road footpath? Yes. Okay. What about about say in a, in a shopping centre car park? Would would you would you have done that? Yep, definitely. And this is this is something that the reason I'm talking about this is because a city in the US, uh, Honolulu, has made it illegal for you to cross the road, looking or texting on your your phone. They've called it the distracted walking law. So that no, there's going to be some good distracted police officers from normal police work. Well, the, the law doesn't come into effect until October the 25th, and they're going to start. They're going to actually up until the law warnings in. They're going to issue the warnings. There also there's a sliding scale of, of fines too. So there's a, there's fines for a first, second, and third offence. Can you believe? Right, I thought you were going to say it was a fine for like texting, no, no, YouTubing, no. and <laughs> you porn. No. Chicken and corning, you reckon, is going to be included. The, uh, now, the, I think if you get fined three times, imagine that. You get caught three times doing it. You've been fined twice before, right. third fine. You're, you're, like, they should confiscate should, your phone. Should they, I think we've mentioned in the past, should it be the, the Darwin's uh, law of evolution? Yeah, like absolutely. Stupid idiots going to no, get should, if, if You know what, if, they, if you get caught the third time, they should hold you in front of a bus. Yeah. Well. That may I, be harsh. I've got to say, <clears throat> I, I agree with this law. Hmm. I agree with it for... A number of reasons. Well, a safety. You're an old man. Safety's paramount. Now, let's say, mate, wait till your kids get phones and you'll be telling them to watch where they're going. No, they like, won't be leaving the house. <laughs> okay. Because it annoys me that when people, you know. Mate, okay with Stevens. Yeah, good luck, Trev, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When, you know, when you cross the road, and, and I'm not talking about a traffic light, you, 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 you do the courteous thing, you stop and you let someone cross. Hmm. And sometimes this person's on the phone, and if you're on the phone and texting, you tend to walk slower. Do you know what I do? That? That? Do you know what I do? To those people? What's that? Run oh, them over? No, 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 no. When I'm, if you're walking, like you're walking through a shop, even through a shopping centre, yeah. and it happened to me today in in Melbourne, this person just like basically nearly walked into me, so I had to go around them, and I'm like, I always just say something to them, like, yeah, keep your head up, or you know, yeah. watch where you're going, or good one, idiot, <laughs> or something like that. I just become a complete asshole. Yeah, I'm just waiting. It's basically see. a third warning from me. <laughs> well, look. And I think we we touched on this a few weeks back. Look what the world's come to. Look what we're doing now. Like like five minutes ago we were saying how amazing the iPhone is and now we're talking about it's true though. Fair enough. Tech tech is a great way to empower people and do things and achieve things. Great. And take away their mental state which realises that they shouldn't be walking across the road. Well, look, I think on the other side though, people have to actually look up because all it takes and look, this could be someone's son or daughter or mother or father. All it takes is for one driver to be looking down or changing those radio station and a pedestrian texting on the phone, and that could be that could be have fatal circumstances. Yeah. So, like, what, what's more important, the text message you or crossing the road safely? Who's it to? Well, there, there are there are there are signs on the road on pavements in some councils. They put the signs on the ground. So that the no, people putting traffic texting. lights in at the ground, exactly as well. There's even, and I've put this picture in my story on Tech Guide. There's even a, a lane in China. There are pedestrian lanes for people with phones and without phones. So the slow lane is for people who are texting, but there's kind of like an overtaking lane for people without their phones that are in a hurry. That's that's what the world we're living in now. Now. 
Honolulu is the first US city and won't be the last. How this is in the law in New York, I'll never know because how many people cross the road in New York? Have you met New Yorkers? Well, I think at the the NYPD coming up a few New Yorkers and saying, mate, you're in the clink for texting. Oh, mate, well, they'd they'd have a busy time. But it's like like finding someone for not wearing a helmet. Okay, you want to crack your head open and kill yourself, here's a fine. If you wear a helmet, it's all good. You, this is to protect you. So I, th- I see this. I'm glad you're the going there because, mate, you you <laughs> just open, just say that on Twitter, mate, and the cyclists will be at you. No, no, but I'm, well, no, this, the cyclists but believe cyclists we wear should. Helmets. No, no, mate. Proper like cycling nerds yeah. believe we shouldn't have a, a mandatory helmet law. Okay. Well, and they, 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 they look at Amsterdam. They, they don't have it. They don't want to have. Well, there's some. The US, you can you ride a bike in the US without a helmet. Yeah. You know, you, you can hire, you know, those bikes all around. I'm with you, by the way. Wear a bloody helmet, you idiots. Like, wear it. Like, well, what you, if, if it's there to protect you, if you don't want to protect yourself, then what, what, why, why would you want to protect yourself? Good message, understand. mate. It's a good message for kids. Wear protection. Wear protection. <laughs> On your head. When you're riding a bike. And also, <laughs> and also, also look up, look up from your phone. <laughs> Because if you don't, you could be fined or you could be killed. So oh. which, which, what do you want? You want to, do you want to stay alive, stay safe, or risk your life? Because that's what it's come to. I nearly belted out some that, BGs just then. That's what it's coming to. Staying alive. Do you, do you remember? Staying alive. I remember. <laughs> do you remember? I think I don't know whether you spoke about this recently as well, but do you remember the there was a this video, really shocking video that was all about this whole campaign. Don't be texting and, and crossing the road. It was like I think from, I think from um, Sweden or a European country, and it was this video showing this guy walking along. He's going to meet his girlfriend. He's on his phone. He's texting away. He's got his headphones on, and he comes to a road and splat gets hit. Like you see him get collected by the car, and then the person narrating the video, who's saying, "Oh, here's Johnny. Oh, Johnny's not there anymore. Johnny's dead," and then the camera the camera pans out. And the guy who's actually the narrator is the funeral director. He's, yeah, we talked about that the other week. Yeah, so that, that, that's 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 shock. That was a shocking video that really brought home. Wow, you, you you're not paying attention, then you could you could lose your life. So I think Honolulu, their heart's in the right place. I hope it spreads. The law spreads around the world. You already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and the creator of the world's first 100% wire-free weatherproof HD security camera. Now, get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, your pets, or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, uh, night vision, and live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, so you can check in on your home or business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com slash au for more information. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear, every angle covered. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Stephen, you mentioned the funeral director in your last section and uh, he's required now for uh, the uh, the passing of the iPod Shuffle. A uh, device that's quite dear, near and dear to my heart. I love this device. Um, when the first shuffle came out, people should remember it wasn't the uh, the little um, the little square thing. It was more like a little stick, it was like, it was and it plugged directly into the USB. Yes, um, and it had a headphone at the other end. Packet of chewing gum. I just there you go. Yeah, I and was actually at that launch. I was there when he announced. And it. I, I use the reason I it's fond for me is because we used it to power radio stations. When we first created yeah, digital radio, um, I we had a thing called 2GB Plus, yeah. and every day I'd just grab the USB stick out, I'd, I'd load up another like a highlight of the Ray Hadley show or the football onto iTunes, and I'd yeah. sync up the iPod Shuffle. I'd go back into the controller and plug it in, and that would be what was playing it out because it would on, on it would it was on a loop, right? Because okay. <clears throat> you know you got to remember back then we're talking the like fifteen years ago. Okay. This was it was 05, it was a really cool really cool device to be able to just. Yeah. You know, just play music and not yeah. have physical hard. I mean, it's unbelievable little thing. Then it evolved into this little, like two and a half centimeter square little device that you yeah. could clip onto your shirt, yeah. 
have headphones, go for a walk and store a couple of hundred songs. But unfortunately, in 2017, we can have 30 million songs in Apple Music and we don't really want to carry these things around. They've discontinued it. So no more iPod Shuffle and no more iPod Nano, a device which I have never touched. The iPod Nano? Never. Well, I, I can remember just, just, no, on, interesting. just on the shuffle, I, I was at that launch when Steve Jobs announced it at Macworld 2005. And I remember it was, you know how he does his, oh, hang on, one more thing. He pulls out this, this the iPod shuffle and he says, you know how he normally goes, and it's available today. And the crowd went nuts. And the, at the back of the room, there was all this hubbub, all, all these chairs getting knocked over, people rushing to the door to run up to, because this was at the Moscone Centre, mm. to run up to the San Francisco Apple store to buy it. Mm. And by the time we'd got out of the keynote and walked back past the store, they were sold out already in like an hour. So it, it, it evolved, I think, two or three times, and but they did, it didn't change the design until 2010. Mm. But when the original Nano came out, which was later that year, September 2005, mm. now if you can recall, the original iPods came out and they were massive. The iPod Mini was the next one. Do you remember yes. the Mini? There was all in yes. different colours. It looked the same as an iPod, but it was much it was smaller. Crazy popular. I'm talking. You couldn't find them anywhere. They were so popular. With the iPod Nano, that took the place of the Mini. So they killed the Mini at the height of its popularity and said, "Right, here's the new iPod Nano." And it was. The, I remember the launch too. He because they used to have a September event for iPods and he he was wearing his trademark jeans and you know how in, in some jeans there's a really thin pocket to put coins in? Mm. He says, ever wondered why that why this pocket exists? And he pulls out the iPod Nano from that pocket and it was so small, thinner than a pencil, which for 2005 was a wow moment mm. and that set the Nano on its way, and that I think that went through seven different generations, and mm. the latest one being I think 2012 when they had they had the first one that had a touchscreen, Bluetooth, and a home button, mm. and that was that was the last time they, they updated the design, and now it is too also no more. And look, it's no more. It's not being made anymore. It's not available at Apple anymore, but there's still retails with stock. So I was now, at the yeah. Officeworks store in uh, Fitzroy this afternoon, and I said to them, like I said, have you still got? Because there was a sign up. I said, you better get rid of the sign. He goes, well, check. And they had four. I said, I have one. Thanks very much. I've got a little space grey one. Yeah, Yeah, a little shuffle. You know, it was like $74. Nice. You know, which for a music player is actually really good little value. I mean, they're good good for, um, I know that a lot of parents buy them for their kids if they want something music to listen to rather than buying them a full blown iPod Touch. You still can get the iPod Touch, by the way. Oh, the iPod Touch is the only iPod that's left. Laugh Man Standing is the iPod Touch. Yeah. And and the the reason that's popular is because kids, yeah, they want music, but they want to play games. They want to have apps. apps, And the iPod Touch is an iPhone without the but the, there was a uh, a movie released recently, and I did actually an interview about this on for the New Daily. They wanted someone talking about iPods and how this particular film, the main character suffers from tinnitus. This young guy had a bad crash or something, and he was suffering the tinnitus. You know the noise in his ears, yeah. and he always used to drive. He was a genius. He was a genius driver, and. He always used to have to listen to his iPod while he's driving. And he had, baby he driver. The, yeah, baby driver. So he had the original iPod and the movie kind of set uh, set up a bit of a revival for the iPod. Everyone was looking, they suddenly wanted an iPod again because it was just purely their music and they had the, the white the white earphones like it was connected with a cable to the headphone jack and it, and it kind of sort of pumped up the popularity of the iPod and now a month later, iPod Shuffle, iPod Nano, See you later. Yeah. Uh, look, it's not a sad day. It's just an interesting yeah, well, uh, evolution of the products. And as Apple say they're down. simplifying the lineup, which is smart. I mean, in the end, you know, you can't keep every product going, can you? Absolutely right. I think that's one thing about Apple. They've, when you think about it, they've actually got a pretty lean uh, range of products anyway. Mm. And that, that was one thing I remember when, when Steve Jobs came back to Apple in, in the late 90s, that was one thing that he was determined to do. He wanted to really slim down the range of products they were offering. So they got rid of – remember they used to make printers? Printers were gone. The number of different computers were gone. I think they introduced the iMac and it was uh, a really lean and and clean range of products. And I think this is kind of making way for that too because 
the the iPod, the, well, the iPhone was kind of the beginning of the end for the iPod, wasn't it? Yeah, when absolutely. when when that first came out, that the was iPod, your, the you iPhone, know. and then Apple Music. The str- the ability absolutely. to stream music, you know, on demand and Spotify, mm. just means why would you want two hundred songs when you can have two 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 twenty million? You know. Million, yeah, anyway, two bikes talking tech. Well, there's a lot of uh, interest now in creating a smart home, mm. and the one thing about it, though, and, and I'm sure you get this too from your listeners and stuff, is that, okay, I want my home to be smart, but a lot of people don't know where to start. There's a, they're thinking, well, do I need to buy this? Do I need to buy that? But what, what I really like, I, I just reviewed the new Eve range of products. These are these from Elgato, the uh, Eve accessories that are there – are, there's, there's six different accessories, and there's, there's a, like a room sensor, it's a, a window and door monitor, motion sensor, uh, and – they all are HomeKit compatible. So there, there's the there's the Eve Energy, which is a switch. There's also the wireless room sensor that can tell you uh, your temperature, humidity, and the air quality. Right in the for room. a kid's or baby's room. Absolutely right. There's the temperature. There's Eve Degree, which has got like a, a display, so you can actually read the temperature on the display. Motion sensor. There's the door and window sensor. And there's also then the outdoor weather sensor. And- so all these come together. And with because they're HomeKit compatible – you simply put the batteries in, hit either in the HomeKit app or in the Eve app, add accessory, it detects it straight away, it opens up the camera, you just you just point the camera at the code on the side of the device and it's connected. Mm. So easy to to add to your network. You choose what room it's in, what you want to call it, and you're done. Really so the easy. thing the thing we we've we finally hit HomeKit timing. HomeKit's been around for ages, but it's taken a long time for for companies to adjust their lineup to work with HomeKit properly. The D-Link Omna was the first thing I saw that genuinely worked with HomeKit. It was just the first thing I saw that worked properly with HomeKit. These things uh, take it to a next level. So, you know, I've unfortunately or fortunately got a lot of stuff in my home which isn't properly HomeKit compatible. So it's a challenge to actually make it all work together. And so what I learned from these is, is automation. So, you know, if – so we've got this great thing where I tried to get it working. I never really put enough effort into it. But how's this for an idea? You you get up at night to go to the bathroom. You flick the light on, it's bright as buggery, right? <laughs> so it wakes you up. Yeah. Imagine – and I did this with a Philips Hue light bulb in the bathroom and a motion sensor in the bathroom. And I said, if motion is detected between um, uh, 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., just turn the light on. Great. If motion's detected between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m., turn the light on at 25% brightness. Yeah. And so you, you start to create this world where things happen for you in a way that you want them to. You've got yeah. the door sensors that say, when this door is opened, turn that light on. <coughs> what I couldn't work out, though, was – and, again, it's just me. I didn't put time into it – was how to make it do things like, okay, so the door opens, turn the light on. When, when does the light turn off? Do you know, is it a time thing? Is it a motion yeah. thing? So the, I feel like there was a bit of a missing link there for me to fully work it out. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that ha- you've really got to do is be all in on it. You've, if, yeah, if you're totally. all in, it's unbelievable. So, for example, now, right now, I know the lights in my studio at home are off because yeah. I've got that geolocated. So if in HomeKit, if the lights are – if I'm not in at home, so I've left the area, yeah. turn off my well, lights do, in my studio. Do, yeah, and that, that it's, yeah. that's what happens with any HomeKit compatible yeah. things. These things are the simplest smart home devices you can install. And because of the integration, you could say, well, look, if the temperature in the baby's room is too high – Turn the light on somewhere, or to, or or turn, set, you know, turn a fan on. Yeah, do, a you can do things. You know, but you can also too with HomeKit compatibility. It all, it's also uh, you can also talk to it through Siri, Siri so yeah. it's Siri enabled. So that, that's what I quite like about it too. But I do like the the fact that you can, and the app actually does a good job of guiding you through this. You can set yep. schedules, you can uh, will program different. Like if you say, for example, "Hey Siri, I'm leaving," that that indicates you're going, so it'll turn everything off. And, and I, I like the fact that you can you can use, as you said, the motion sensors to trigger other things. So there's the the ability to trigger things, to use things with a, just by using the instant on with a sensor, or by just going in and, and t- saying what times you want things to turn off and on, and what phrases to use. So there's a lot of scope for you to dig in and adapt these to how you want them to work. So wherever you got your door I sensor, use it on this door here. Okay. Uh, so someone, open, someone opens the theatre door, alarm goes off. Uh, no, 
I haven't got that far to the programming yet, but what I like about it is that it's you can build on it. If you, you don't have to buy all the products at once. You can buy one and or two, and then you want to buy some more. You can add on to the system and then dive into the app and then create your different scenarios and different settings and uh, to have your timers happening. So it, it is uh, – what surprised me about it was the ease of which you can actually get into it and then adapt it to, to yeah. yourself because some of these other systems are, are pretty intimidating. And the fact that it's within HomeKit – Makes it that just that little bit easier for you to to get get it in, into to get it working and also see all your devices in one place. It's called Eve E V E. Check out the details. The prices at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. See the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR+, wide colour gamut, local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix up to 4K HDR. Stan, Freeview Plus, along with YouTube are all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense. See the incredible. Two blokes talking tech now. Um, interesting one from Telstra this week. Um, I didn't know what they were going to announce. Uh, and the round I, table, did you go? Uh, no, I just dialed in, mate. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a long way. I didn't, do, I didn't do, go in there. Why didn't you dial in, mate? Uh, well, I, I, I had the release early, so that I thought. Was on the line. What? Who was? <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. I think I know who you said there. Okay. All right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nah, all good. All good. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> Shout out to Steve from Telstra. Steve, Steve Carey, yeah. Does good. he listen to the podcast? No, or? I don't think he does. Oh, We're about go. to find well, out. This will test it. Yeah. We will find out yeah, shortly, yeah, we, won't we? we? Named him, haven't we? You know what? I'm just going to say this, and genuinely and openly. I really appreciate the PR people who listen whether it's to give feedback on reviews we give or whatever, because yeah. it just means that you listen and care. Absolutely I mean, it's amazing right. how many don't know that what we talk about. But yeah. I often get the odd email and they, they say, oh, you mentioned that, thanks for mentioning that. Or did you know yeah. that the price has changed or whatever? And it's like, good on you. Good I mean, you. it's not yeah. you, you don't. I like that email to. too. You get an email from a from a, a company saying, "Oh, thanks for including us in the pod, in your podcast." You know, yeah, that might be my podcast, might be your tech life, it might be uh, two blokes. It'd be podcast. weird if you were getting emails about me including them in your tech life. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so shout out to Steve if you're listening. If you're not, mate, yeah, screw you. Um, <laughs> Telstra. Trevor, Trevor said that, not me. We both photo phone customers. Get your international roaming. You, you put your mate. roaming charges yeah, up, you idiots! What get the hell? Your they put the roaming charges oh. up. Oh, ten dollars a day, you get a hundred meg of data. Yeah. When I was in when I was in America <laughs> on the weekend, I used one gig, six hundred meg, and five hundred meg on each day. There how's how's a hundred meg of data going to be any use to me? Yeah. It's You'll ridiculous. Be, you have to mortgage your house to pay your bill. Anyway, um, so but good news for Telstra customers, they have expanded their four G regional coverage to ninety nine percent of the population. Now this is interesting because they make the point of saying that since the ACCC's draft decision on domestic roaming, which is Vodafone's trying to get access to all the other networks, um, the ACCC said, and Telstra said, essentially because the ACCC have made their draft appeal decision against what Vodafone wants, they've continued their investment and they've they've upgraded their sites. So they've upgraded a bunch of sites to 4G. There's still more that could be upgraded. But the funny thing is it's that, that last 1% is a huge number of, yeah. Small, tiny places. So we live in a big country, though, don't we? Really, like, we do. And, okay. and I remember some. I wrote this on Tech Guide and shared it on Facebook. And some guy said, "Oh, Is went, to, went to Singapore and it was the speeds were that much bigger." Oh, you're well and done, mate. You can and piss I from said, one side of Singapore no, to the other. That's what I said. I said, "Well, geez, Singapore's a lot smaller than Australia. Like, come yeah. on, like we've got. Like, think mate, about other countries in the world. It's the same with the NBN. So the, people talk about the cost <laughs> of the NBN uh, in Singapore versus here. Yeah. Do you know it's not? They don't. They're not actually required to run." their network to every single home. 
Like, it's a very different, it's just yeah. stupid to make those comparisons. Well, we live in a big country. That's the point. We live in a very, very big country. And 99%, 99% is great. Pretty but good. you made a point before we came on air, which is when we spend those hours preparing. Um, <laughs> 20 minutes. Um, you said it's actually that's not the best announcement. Their, their real announcement yes. was the Cat M1 network, which is really, really fascinating. I agree. Yeah, this this is the the IoT, the Internet of Things network, where they spoke. They spoke about this at, at Mobile World Congress, where they had a, a Tasmanian winery that were testing the whole Cat M1 with compatible devices. Each grape has a, a transmitter well, on it. Well, no, not quite that. But this, they can they can monitor soil temperatures yep. and and you know soil moisture and all this kind of stuff remotely. Cows. You, but by using but these devices are connected to not to a Wi-Fi network to the cellular network. Yeah. So then you have the chipset in them. I think Qualcomm have got a chipset that's going to be Cat M1 compatible. I think Huawei were sort of working on a similar thing as well. And what it's basically going to enable is a lot of like things like smart meters and uh, vehicle telematics and things that can be they'll last for years on the network. So the batteries don't have to be changed out every couple of months. They can last for years, and it's going to make things smart. I think there was an example at that MWC. Someone said, "Well, in one city, they reckon they can have bins that can detect when they're full, hmm. so the council trucks Holy can God. drive to those hmm. bins when they get a notification that they're full." So that that kind of smarts is and is what we're going to see. You know, smart parking meters, things that things that give yeah. you more information about what's happening around you. So I spoke to Mike from Telstra and said, okay, so we keep talking about Internet of Things here, but you're only talking about soil sensors and cows. What's the real world consumer scenario? And and so let, let me talk about cows for a moment. And let's make a, an appreciation of what these sensors and things are. If you're a farmer today. And you wanted to, you know, put a collar around all your cows and put a device on them that tracked you. So because you got when you got hundreds of hectares, you need to know where your buddy yeah. cattle are, right? So you put a tra- let's say you put a phone. I'm just be an idiot here. Let's say you put a phone on the back of their their collar so that you could, you know, find my Call phone them. where it is, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. just for real people to understand what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. So the problem is two things. The battery on the phone is going to die quickly. Secondly, the range of the phone and the mobile network is not as not not that deep into the farm. Yeah. So this Cat M1 enables two things. As you said, it enables a, a small chip, long battery life, could yep. be years, but certainly months. Um, and the ability for their network, it's kind of it's this narrow band network that goes further. So essentially the mobile network for your mobile phone doesn't get better, but this Cat 1 device stuff mm. can make a signal. So in that instance, the cow's little dongle might every hour, it might get a GPS signal and transmit that signal back to base, full stop. Now, in a consumer scenario, imagine a time when you buy a washing machine and it comes preloaded with this Cat M1 device. You don't pay a subscription. It's just part of the cost of buying the washing machine is, you know, the the washing machine company's done a deal with Telstra to provide this service. And it might mean one of two things. It might mean simply that that washing machine is constantly on the network and sending a a result to the database saying, I've done a load, uh, successful zero, you know, zeros and ones, right? And when there's a service technician required, they might be able to poll it and say, give us an error code remotely. But also you as an individual might be able to open an app and go, is the washing finished? Yes or no. It's not going to be high data usage, and that's why this will come as an inclusion in many devices. Yeah. It's a very interesting space. It's hard to grasp, I'll be honest, but it's a very interesting space. The, the other the other example that, that I saw at MWC was uh, for smart drones. You know how they're talking about drone deliveries? So this could potentially automate that delivery if they're the sensors along the route mm-hmm. and then even given the drones the ability to to land and recharge and then go continue on their way. So that, that was a scenario that was talked about, I think, in the Huawei, their cat, their smart IoT cellular network as well. Mm. I think once it's all it's all pretty, you know, brand sparkling new. We, we've we've hardly touched it, but I think in in three, four, five years, when the Internet of Things market and the the number of sheer number of products are going to be compatible with these networks. You're going to see things that are going to absolutely amaze you, and what the intelligence that that's going to be positioned around us now, and how how we. It's like we talked earlier about Eve, and how you know you can automate this and find an information for that. Imagine that on a grander scale with a network like this. It's really and, going to make increase efficiency and convenience. And while we Eve was amazing and easy to set up, imagine a, a thing 
not as not as useful as Eve maybe, but a thing that doesn't require you to pair it to your Wi-Fi network and all yeah. that kind of jazz. It just, just, turn it just it works. Yeah, that's right. Just turn it on and it's it like, works. It's like when you turn your mobile phone on, it finds the network. This device will find the network. Spot well. on. Yeah. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, details, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Stephen. Yes. It's review time, and we're going to kick it off with the Google Home. Now, we spoke about the Google Home last week or yeah. so when it was made available. Yeah. We've um, both been using it for a couple of weeks now, so that's I, why. I used uh, it for a day or two, yeah. Oh, really? You're not still connected? No. Really? No. You and Google Home not on good terms? No. Really? Mate, I installed it, and I went through the app, which is excellent. It's a yeah. great device, works really well. Uh, the app setup was good, but I I live in Google. We've talked about this. Yes. My life is Google. Like, I have Google, inter- Google email, Google everything, Google calendar, everything. No, not that much. <laughs> so I'm going to the setup and it says put in your email address, you know, put in your email address, and it comes back and it goes, your account is not compatible with Google Home. What? And I went, what are you talking about? So I've got a Google so why Apps. why wasn't it compatible? I've why, got a Google why? Apps or a G Suite account, which yeah, means so I pay yeah. for yeah. Google and yeah. it's not bloody working. It doesn't work. Someone's got to enable it. And I looked through all the settings. There's no setting to enable it. So in the Google Home app, there wasn't a, a way to nope. to. Nope. My right. specific Google account not enabled for Google that, Home. That was one so of the things. That one of the key features about. is you know what, tell me about my day. Yeah. Your first appointment's at nine o'clock. That would have been good to know, but I can't talk to it. <laughs> so that that it, it it was hard for me to use in that sense because in the real sense, that to be honest is its big feature to me. Is, is yeah, you know what totally what times right. that well, meeting or, or can that? you yeah. set a reminder at ten o'clock to call Stephen to do this? Da 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 da. You know you can do those things right. So really, all I was able to test was you know play me some music. I paired it up with my Spotify Did and mate. Say, when you say play me some music, you just say oh not John Farnham again. No, That's but it, it hey Google, play some Fonzy. Fonzy got works. it. Works serious. Wow. Well, so, it, it knows things. Like that. That's a good thing about it. I think it's taken a few months to get to Australia, but it does understand. Like if you say, "Where's the nearest servo?" It knows you're talking about a petrol so station. So I'm just going to say to you, I, no, I haven't given it a thorough review, but I've actually given it to Bowen, who's got massively smart home in, in his life. He's gone really hard on it because his wife supports it. My wife doesn't, okay. um, and so he's going to muck around with it a bit too. But the thing, oh, I'm just going to say straight out of the box, this is the most outstanding voice recognition I've ever used. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. Like it knows what you're saying every time, and it can recognise multiple voices in your home as well. Yeah, I wouldn't name my wife and let me put it in the house. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I offered it. I offered it to my wife, and she said, "That's ah, okay. You keep it in your room." <laughs> I said, "Well, while you're cooking, you can sort of add things to your shopping list and do stuff." And she, and she said, went, "Why don't you cook?" She said, yeah. <laughs> and then she threw something at me and said, "You cook, yeah, you bastard." No, yeah, that's no, that, that, that saucepan size lump no, on your head. She, yeah, no, she didn't do that. <laughs> love you, Joe. She won't be listening to this anyway, doesn't matter. No, that's right. You may as well just say someone else's name. <laughs> no, way be doing that. Shark be doing that, Trevor. But, uh, so look, I, uh, I, I quite, music playing was yeah. good. You know, turn on lights is good. I'm just going to say a funny thing, and I we'll talk about why it happens. But there's a mute button on the back, which is there so that you know a lot of people have got conspiracy theories about devices listening to them and listening to everything they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So you're having a conversation, a private conversation. You don't want that being recorded by Google, right? So I press the mute button on it, and a day later, I'm sitting there going, hey, hey, Google, play some Farnham. Hey, Google, play my music. And I said a third time and, and, and it, it, the light switched on and she goes, um, the, the mute button is still active. <laughs> you can't say, hey, Google, the mute button is still active. And I'm like, so it's still how listening. do you know it's still active? It's muted. But the mute, doesn't the mute work so that it's not going to say it's going to be mute? It's not going to say anything? That's the whole so point, it's right? Still, it's still listening but yeah. just not talking. So it's actually so smart. A bit, in a, a bit creepy. It's yeah. a bit creepy. creepy smart. It's yeah. creepy, but it's smart because if you, like, if you never knew that, you'd be like the thing's broken, yeah. right? It's broken, but actually, it's, you press the button, you idiot. I wish you, I wish it had a bit of attitude, a bit more attitude. Hmm. I imagine you, it would have said, yeah, you, know, you, t- you know, you hey, idiot. No, it would have you press the mute I'm, button. You're on, I'm on mute, dickhead. Like, imagine yeah. that. Like, it'd be funny. That'd be funny. I reckon there should be a setting where you can say, you can do you want it, it to? You want it to be a little bit, little bogan. bit surly, surly, bogan, smart ass. You know, like you can pick. That would be cool, be. actually. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, an like, attitude. You know, hey, Google, what's my day look like? He, he might say, "Get a job." You get a job, idiot. You got nothing on. You got nothing. It says nothing. <laughs> or that would be really funny. I reckon someone should develop an app to do that. And it might not be Google. Someone should do it at one hundred ninety nine dollars. It's it's Good excellent, value. excellent value. value. But I will say this to you: by this time, and let's just say by Christmas, because HomePod will be out. But there, well. They, there will be more of these style products in the market yes. by Christmas and Amazon, early next year. Echo, 
No, I'm just talking home about pro- other Google Home enabled ah, products yes, from yes, other yes, manufacturers. Of course, yes, yes. And and mate, the speaker quality on this is awful. Well, I, I thought I, I when thought compared for the size to of the, for yeah. the size of the speaker, it was it was above average. It, it's okay. So yeah. the speaker is really there to to hear her, as in Google. In reality, if you're going to play music, you should play it through another device, which is Chromecast connected. So you should be, able, yeah. you should say, "Hey, which you can do anyway." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You should say, "Hey, Google, play play Farnham fun, on the on the lounge room yeah. speaker." Well, I like how you can watch T, like watch Stan and Netflix, and say, oh, yeah. "Hey, Google, play, play Breaking Bad play on the main TV on Stan, and it'll play it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, while we're in the talking about Stan, remember how we we got wrapped for our choice of billions as a good TV show? You're just holding on to that rap, aren't you? No, no, but I've just got another show. I don't know whether you've watched it. It's called I'm Dying Up Here. Have you watched that about the comedians no. in the 70s? Very good show. It, it's set in LA in the 70s around uh, a, a comedy club and all these struggling comedians and follows their stories and they're all, if, if one of them gets invited to Johnny Carson's show, they're, they're treated like royalty. It's, it's a really great Captures the seventies and that whole comedy scene really well, and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is one of the producers as well, so oh, Jim Carrey is kind of sort of delving into his own background and putting it up on the screen. Worth a look. I'm dying up here on stand. But anyway, that was not your second review, folks. The Google no, Home no, is one ninety nine. Uh, details at techguide.com. But no, before, but no, before we sign off oh, though, okay. there's Easter eggs. That's what I really like about, oh, okay. and people have been contributing uh, these Easter eggs. And if you, <laughs> if there's a few things that I've listed on my one, I quite like the Star Wars one, of course, where you say, okay, Google, I'm your father, Luke. And then it says, well, no, you're not really. And then goes into this whole explanation of where it, was, where it came from. Uh, there's other, there's a lot Read of. Read the mo- second one. What there's, happens? There's a lot of movie, there's a lot of movie references because so if you, if you say things like, have you ever watched, and I'm sure you've never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Never. If you say, okay, Google, open the pod bay doors, that's a, a line in the movie where Dave was commanding the computer, which was called, here's a bit of trivia for you. It, the computer in 2001 was called HAL, H A L, which was. One letter below each IBM. So you go one letter down in the alphabet from IBM and you get HAL. Bit of trivia. You, you're still awake there, mate? No, really, no. And, uh, and, it, and it replies in the same way it does in the movie. I won't, people try it for themselves, but yeah, hi, Google, I'm naked. It, it says uh, the weather's a bit cold. You should put some clothes on. That's what it says. <laughs> There's a list of Easter eggs on Stephen's uh, review at techguide.com.au and I'll put something up at some point in the evening. (laughs) Now, Stephen, Laser, the Chris and the team at Laser make uh, good stuff. I mean, you know, Laser's concept is they go to the the big Chinese trade shows and they see cool little bits of tech and they get them branded Laser and they put some software on them and they make them work. And they've come out with this 4K Media player, 250 bucks, kind of size of an Apple TV, but much more versatile. Three USB ports, uh, HDMI out, optical out, like a good little device. Um, Memory card slot. I, I thought, I think it's a great attempt at at a at a, a media box for people. The remote. I'll start with the remote. The remote is average. It's meant to be great. Average it's meant to be like your LG kind of magic yes. remote, but it just doesn't work that well. Yeah. So you're probably better off. Well, it tries to be a remote. It tries to be a keyboard, and it tries to be a, a mouse. Yeah. And it the mouse I connected in here, and the mouse was just it was, took ages, and that that's probably the, the probably the weakest point of the yeah. product. But as, if you as want as a those device, full features, you're better yeah. off with a with, a, with a, well, and bl- laser sell them a little keyboard yeah. with uh, with a mouse built into it. I'd get uh, one of those. Good call. But uh, I, I like this how it can be – if you don't like – say say your TV is two or three years old and you haven't got all the apps on it, you haven't got uh, yep. you know the latest versions of Netflix or whatever, this can make any TV smart. That's what I like about it. And they, they even include the, the, the red, red, white, yellow connections if you've got a really old TV. Uh, it's got HDMI, of course, optical, but you can turn any TV into a smart TV. It's running Android. So you can you can download even Foxtel Now on it if you want to. You got your Netflix Stan. Uh, you can put Facebook on it, and there's all these other apps. So if you're running Android, there's all these other apps you can download. You, any, any of your favorite apps, social media apps, whatever you want to use. But it's also a media player too. So if you've got all the USB ports, you can put your own photos, your own content up there. It's got a, a micro SD card slot, so you can whack all your content in there as well. So a great way to take. All your content to access your content, whether it's through Netflix and Stan or your own content, 
uh, and enjoy it on any TV. So if you're worried, oh, how, how, how can I get Netflix? I, I get this question. People email saying, look, I've got an older TV, but how can I watch Netflix on it? Mm. Well, here's, here's how you can do it. Rather than having to go buy, my answer normally is, oh, we'll go buy a Blu-ray player or a set-top box that's got it. This can do it as well. The laser 4K smart TV player. And a lot of those apps are built in, and that's what's really cool wow. about it. Yeah. I'm the, I, Just a word of warning, though, it's called a 4K media player. That's because it's capable of playing 4K, right? Yeah. But just be cautious. I'm not even sure that standard Netflix are pumping out in 4K. Because yeah. I'm not sure the apps, right? YouTube, the, net, the Netflix, YouTube has got 4K. Yeah, cause, yeah. Cause the, but the Netflix Android app is not a 4K app. It's really Netflix 4K is yeah. built into TVs. Because, yeah, the Android app I don't think can detect the display, can it? Yeah. No, that's but, right. But you're, uh, if you've got a, a 4K player, it can. A blue, yeah, like a dedicated player. But still, I think for the it still offers great quality and there's, it gives you all this access to content. There's also an interesting app called Cody if you want to explore that and how there's all different add-ons you can have to there. Great for to, illegal content if, if you want to if you uh, if that's your more your cup of tea. But not that we're encouraging that, but it is there. Uh, it's it's can be used or there there are there are some add-ons you can have on there if you want to watch some uh, some some constant legal content I, I guess on there as well. Mm. But uh, in the wrong hands, you could do the wrong thing. Not that we're encouraging that, but it is uh, a, a sort of box that gives you, for someone who really wants to dive in and sort of experiment with a few things, there's that option to install some various Android apps and try your luck. I think it's for the uh, experienced uh, tinkerer of, yeah. of content. I think it's a great way to tinkerer. enable smart TV yes. for a tinkerer. Yes. I don't think for someone who's not a not a computer person or, or playing around with Android, <laughs> it's, a, it's the perfect device for them, but... At two hundred fifty bucks, it's it's made. It is all encompassing. So much stuff. It is. You know, absolutely right. Totally agree with you there. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And Stephen, that's you, you that's. We're going to read out a couple of reviews, mate. Have we got Some any new reviews? Came in. Yeah, you haven't checked. You'd be checking every day, wouldn't you? <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's bring it up, mate. Two blokes I'll, talking I'll tech. It's called. By the it's way, called two blokes talking tech. Yeah, you cross that, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah. iTunes store, yeah. there, good. While, yeah. while I while I remember, yeah. remember last week, Cool Hand Lucas, he was our guy who commented and only mentioned you and not me. Yep. He actually emailed me. He actually emailed me yep. and apologised. Say, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out, yep. but uh, <laughs> but. Um, he, he said, he still did though. I, 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 he goes, I, I meant to include you. I didn't mean to offend you guys, but geez, you, it, it was very funny how you responded to it. So he, he sort of, he got out of it, you know. He's Good on your cool hand, I mate. Said, well don't done. Don't worry, Luke. I said, you don't need to apologize. We, we know where your true loyalties lie, yes. mate. We know where your true loyalties lie. Anyway, we're going to the reviews here. It's taken Stephen a while because he can't really do well, multitasking. I'm trying to tell you what yeah. happened with cool hand Lucas first. Okay. Of all. Who's D? D'Angelo Barksdale, five stars. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers very much. Read that out. Please, you read that out, okay? Sure. I'm not pre-reading. These two dudes are the bomb. They talk tech, as the title suggests, but are not afraid to riff on topics of pop, riff on topics of pop culture and the myriad of no, the min- minutia. minutia of everyday life. Stephen with a PH Fennec is the funny one. <laughs> and Trevor works the knobs. <laughs> Nice one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what about this it's one? It's hip and groovy, man. Ben Lux, one, says, if you wanted to hear about the latest tech with without the BS, then this is for you. The show's been getting very loose lately. I don't know what he means about that. <laughs> and I'm loving it, Jerry. <laughs> Keep it up, boys, and go the bunnies. Hey. Mate, that, that's, a, that's a passionate fan. This bloke here, though, I'm pretty sure... I read that he, he this. Oh, it's not touchscreen, stupid Mac. Um, <laughs> I, I this bloke commented on your tech life. You should check tech guide because okay. he because he also gave four stars to your tech life. And I'm like, dude, what's your problem? Yeah. Anyway, crucial virus. These two are right in a good way. I got listening to Trevor at nights on the radio and searched podcasts to see what was similar and found two blokes talking tech. With each podcast, they f- they touch on something new and informative by adding in a little bit of inside information. They managed to come up with Easter eggs that even myself, as a self-proclaimed tech file, uh, am blown away Why? with each week. Um, if you want the best, most up-to-date tech with some good homegrown banter, get on this. Keep up the good work, boys. Don't let me down. I've told everyone I know. Cheers, Paul. Mate, what's with the four stars? Oh yeah, what's doing, it's mate? It's the best rap we've ever the, had and he's gone the, four stars. Are the stars coming out of your pay packet, mate? What are you doing? <laughs> 
give us a go. Fair dinkum. <laughs> so what I do is I say that review was not helpful. <laughs> because, oh. I mean, you've got to tick that because then, mate, if people come and they chose the most helpful first. Ah, really? Okay. So, Paul, mate, you've got to come back in a few oh, months and leave come, another review, mate. Back. Four stars, what's doing? There we have it. That's anyway, those are, mate, those are the three best reviews pretty we've good. had in consecutive. I like, I like how the guy called me the funny one and you're the, you work the knobs. Well, mate, he's, he's obviously he's got our voices with, mixed up. He's worked, he works the knobs a fair, fairly often, Trevor. Mate, he's got our voices mixed up. I'm oh, the yeah. funny one. Because <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> You think Cool Hand Lucas maybe mixed up culture. as well? By the way, there'd be some people on Twitter that would laugh at the fact that we're being in, in, included in pop culture references. Pop culture, yeah, well, it's because of me talking about movies and stuff and you're being totally left behind there, mate. You've got to watch more movies. Look where we're sitting. You'll watch a couple of movies. Mate, you've never invited Educate. me around other than do the podcast. <laughs> okay. Keep saying it, but nah. Like, well, you got to you got to do a radio well, show. What's the sound of freaking music or something? If you want, I've got it right there. I've got the no, special edition. Mate, no, I've got the collector's edition. Have you ever watched no, the sound of music? No. Why not? That's a great what? movie. Great movie. Do a deer, <laughs> a female deer. It's a, it is Ray, a seriously a drop good movie. of golden sun. There you go. So I know the songs, mate. Can I give you a tip? Right, I'll give you. I'll give you a tip here. Okay, control yourself. A long way to I'll run. give you a tip now. All right, and I recommend you do so this. Watch it with thread. watch it with your kids. They will Far, really enjoy it. A long, long way to run. <laughs> the hills What's are What's the alive. next one? Don't me fuss. So, no, I've got it around the wrong way. Don't write me. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to have to do that again yeah, some what? other Your time. Your singing is terrible. So, and I wasn't no, even putting sound in. Sound of music. Mate, do you want me to put in? Name I can, any I movie. I bet you I've got it. Any movie. Name it. Name it. The the Tom, um, what's what? his name? That, the, what's, the, what's the handsome dude? Tom Cruise in the racing cars. Uh, Days of Thunder. Yep. Yes, I have. Well, you're just saying that. Oh, I've got Where a little shelf here. Oh, look look no. at the shelf. It'll take me a while to find it. By the way, there. for the listeners at home, he's got like seven gazillion DVDs. He's just showing off, okay? He's got just showing off. That he's rorted them all. Um, I have not. I've bought a lot, most of them, mate. A lot, most. I'll most see how that went. A lot, most. most some, maybe. A couple, a couple. A couple. A oh, couple. Well, I get the odd review disc, mate. I don't mind that. People throwing me some review discs. Keep, mate, we're keep happy it coming. We're happy to review movies. Absolutely, well, he is. I'm, I can Absolutely, give a rat. Absolutely, yeah. I, mate, I do movie reviews. Haven't you noticed my airplane movie reviews? Yeah, they're terrific. Don't you think yeah. they're great? Is that when you're live tweeting, like on a flight no, or something? No, mate, it's, you, don't, you, you don't tweet. Oh, no, I saw yours. You gave them the star ratings. Yeah, it was like yeah. stars for. I think it was the Shack. Was Wilson, one, of them. one star, worst movie ever. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt, Matthew, what's his name? No, um, the dude from White Men Come Jump. And, and cheers. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. No good. He was very good yeah. at a shit movie. Woody Harrelson was quite good. I saw the other day in the in Cheers. The, in the yeah. Theater, no, in the theaters. War, uh, War so for the Planet of the Apes. That was Ted Danson. Yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes was with Woody Harrelson. That was really good. My wife and I saw that at the movies the other day. Oh, I can't wait to watch the movie. I'm, Have you not, been to the movies? When's the last time you went to the movies with your wife? Just you and your wife? Was it this decade or? I'm not sure we have. You've never been to the movies alone with your wife? Maybe we have. Jackie. Are you kidding? Jackie O, the, the Jackie movie last year or this year. Oh, with um, Natalie Portman in it. Yeah, the good sort from Star Wars. Natalie Portman, her name is. is that oh, so you went to the movies, that was this year? Yeah. I do applaud that you knew that she was in the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. That's oh, very good. I think I think Stephen just had a little moment. Pretty good. That's He's like, oh, Trev, no Star Wars fact. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Cars 3? You like me knowing like the names of all the Formula One Have you seen Cars 3? No, I haven't. Mate, come on. Good movie. Right. I heard it's all right. All right. It's a it's better than yeah. Star Wars. Is that right? It's a massive <laughs> call. Massive call. Can people tweet us if they agree? <laughs> Cars three is better than Star Wars. It's definitely better oh, than Episode that'll One. Do me. That'll do me. Oh, you may hey, the prequels. Yeah, you may get a you may have an argument. Wow, that's a massive call. That's, a that's new huge benchmark. call. Cars 3 is better than Star Wars. That's oh. the quote of the day. Now, I mean, if you put up with this jibber all the way to here, <laughs> yeah. I think we yeah. deserve a rating I of some we, description. Yeah, please, yeah, it's please. like a million o'clock at this night. This is the bonus content, by the way, what we call yeah. This is the bonus content. It's 11 o'clock at night. I've yeah. still got to drive home with yeah. pa- through passport it's control an and, to drive and edit this rubbish to put the stings <laughs> yeah. in. We don't, by the way, just correct, in case other podcasters are listening, we just riff this whole thing through. Yeah, we don't exactly have scripts. And I just put the stings Things in okay, so just take your mind off the editing that goes on. And when Stephen stuffs up the ads, I fix it. But 
<laughs> but, that was a but, real good, that was one take one take Steve today. It was amazing what you did. I didn't hear a word of it. I actually wasn't here. Um, the the but seriously, you've come this far. You've taken yeah, the bonus please, content. Please. It's over an hour. Okay. Um, you know, we've we've those bought, are three. We've, we've bought your dinner. It's your up to you now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just I, I just want to say this last part of the show has been inspired by the adrenaline of those three great reviews. Absolutely, yeah. We we like hearing. That's the feedback. adrenaline that we get when we get those reviews. We love those reviews. That's right. If you get email me when you leave a review, so I can go and check it because I don't check often. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a shortcut set up, haven't you? Or, have you? <laughs> or, or you could you could tweet us or just tweet everyone. Like not us. Tweet us. Tweet everyone about us. And, and include us. Yeah, make sure you mention yeah. us. Yeah. We'll retweet. Absolutely. We give good retweet. We do. We retweet day and night. Whew. Let's do another show next week. Sure thing. 311? 311. Then we'll do 312 Can from China. You, 310, which is the number of today's episode. 310 used to be the bus I used to catch at school. <laughs> 310. I swore it was going to be Three, some shitty Star Wars reference. No, no, no. 310. That was the bus I used to catch at school. Wow. Yeah. Well, we didn't have numbers in Griffith. We just got is in a bus. Right? Is this when you were in New South Wales? New or? South Wales. Yeah. Okay. Well, so old enough in Queensland. Your formative years, eh? No. So two to ten, eh? No buses there? <laughs> <laughs> we used to ride to school in Humpy Bong. Okay. In Humpy Bong? Is Humpy Bong State School. Humpy Bong State School. Means dead hut, dead hut in Aboriginal. Humpy Bong. Humpy Bong State School. Same school as the Bee Gees went to, mate. Is that right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You should have played Staying Alive earlier then. Maybe you can put it in now. If I'm listening no. to this podcast no. now. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> editing either. Do array me faso latido or yeah. staying alive is into there this. A, is there a uh, curfew, mate? Getting back to the air through the airport because <laughs> I you, might need to. You might spend the night here. You yeah. know what? My first meeting in the morning is in Surrey Hills. I should have brought bloody clothes, you should, mate. You should have cra- You could have crashed in here. These these recliners. Oh, he's not offering. Flat. He's not offering me anything other than a seat in the theatre. Well, actually, no. My son's away. Well, you, his bedroom. I don't empty. want to sleep in your son's bed. That's just well, awkward. He's in Thailand. My son. He's, he's away with his girlfriend. He's yeah. got a girlfriend. Oh, it's just weird. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. We'll be back next week. Uh, thanks to the good people at Hisense and Netgear, who probably don't know the amount of jibber that goes on in this rubbish. <laughs> Talk to you next week. 